Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, welcome back. All right guys, so I know everybody is waiting for the Vanderpump rules of it all tonight, but we cannot sleep on our Real Housewives of New Jersey or their husbands, even Frank Catania. So today we are back to recap the Real Housewives of New Jersey last night's episode with a super special guest. If you are not familiar with him, get familiar. Follow him on on Instagram, Ricky Cornish. He literally gets the best interviews, the most iconic interviews. I'll let him speak for himself because his energy is infectious. Let's welcome Ricky. Oh my goodness, Adam. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so glad we could finally do this. Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming on. This is more, I should be thanking you, not the other way around. (laughs) Please. I'm such a fan of yours. You do such incredible work as well. Even just seeing the studio that you have set up and I know what it's like to grind and to work hard and like build on your brand. So you do it so flawlessly, my friend. So seriously, thank you for even reaching out to me. Wow. And Listen, I all of the all of the um, positive affirmations over here. I'll take, I'll take them, and I'll bask in them for a second. But I saw you at the Oscars, and I saw you on the carpet, and I'm like, this guy is killing it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This past year, let me tell you. So I started working for Out Magazine last summer. And that's basically when a lot of these things started happening because I was doing the entertainment thing for a hot minute, you know, doing a lot of virtual stuff. I worked for a small show called Celebrity Page TV for a couple of years. And then I transitioned over to the magazine side and I'm having the most fun time. My first like big assignment working for Out Magazine was covering BravoCon. So it's very full circle anytime I get to chat with a fellow Bravo fan and interview the housewives. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So since you went to BravoCon, obviously you got to meet a lot of the talent. How are you feeling about this season of The Real Housewives of New Jersey? Listen, I love my Jersey girls. I'm a little bit biased because I am Italian. My mom is hardcore Italian. So if there's any cast that she resonates with the most, it's the New Jersey women. So we kind of have a soft spot for New Jersey. And I got to tell you, I think this season so far is hitting it out of the park because it feels so fresh. I love these newbies. I love that we're continuing some of the feuds from the past seasons, of course. And I'm talking about Margaret and Jennifer, of course. But I'm also just loving seeing Rachel get out there. I'm loving seeing Danielle get out there. I love Jen Fessler. I think she's a great energy for the show. So seeing that New Jersey's kind of revamped in a lot of ways, I think is very much needed and working so far. I agree. And I also, just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, I think that we got sort of a a freshness to this season because even though we have some of our OGs, so to speak, because they've been on long enough, I feel like we can give them those titles. Even some of their personalities have changed. Like Teresa's going to therapy. We never thought we'd see that. Dolores has a new man. Jennifer Aiden is now owning her power. And she's like, I am not just your wife and a mother. I am not your subordinate. I'm your equal. So back down, Bill. And then we have the newbies who are coming in and they're like, we don't care who you guys are. We're not going to be influenced by anyone. Welcome to the game. I'm like, what is this? 
Totally. I think it's such a good blend of people so far. And I'm excited to see how the group kind of like makes it happen. Even this last episode, seeing the way Rachel, uh, oh no, excuse me, Danielle was listening to what Margaret had to say about like her previous relationship with Jennifer and their feud. And I love that Danielle's listening to it and it's kind of going one in, in one ear and out the other. Like she is very much like steadfast in what she thinks and what she believes. And you need that. These Jersey women are tough and you're not going to shake them easily. Like they're very much very like understandable of who they are and they're very like okay and comfortable with themselves and i love seeing that because you cannot enter a jersey show and not feel confident because these women will rattle you i mean look at the way margaret and jennifer come for each other's necks almost every episode (laughs) i mean that that would intimidate the hell out of me and it's not just the women too this is one of the few franchises that the husbands are so heavily incorporated so if you bring on a strong woman you have to have that strong man on there too and that man has to be you know they he has to run with the wolf pack he has to get in there because they will also you know it's like they haze you they're like oh this is the new guy we're gonna get him drunk we're gonna get him wasted we're gonna carry him home it's like this it's just a totally different franchise Oh my gosh, it's a completely different ballpark, right? I always joke, like, Adam, imagine if you and I went out with the husbands and they tried giving us these shots. We would have to go to the ER. I mean, like, this is crazy how much drinking and partying they do. I can't even keep up. <laughs> it's there, No, there's no way. I would be dead on the floor. There's absolutely no way. I saw um, Joe Gorga at the Gansevoort and he was, I, I think he was sitting at the bar downstairs in the lobby and he was even throwing back shots. And I'm like, I don't know. Everybody's been drinking all day. You guys have been doing interviews, events. It's like VIP in the background, free alcohol. And then we're just carrying that over into the night and more shots. How do you guys just have like liquid IV sitting in your room? I'm curious. It's actually crazy. I got to tell you, when I was doing press for BravoCon, there was no group of people who loved being on that red carpet more than the husbands. They literally would like take laps on the carpet, taking photos, talking to the press. There was at one point, I think I was interviewing Joe Gorga, Joe Benigno and Frank um, all at once. And we were just ripping Frank to shreds over his love for green apple martinis. I mean, they were just like dragging him for it. And it was just so fun. Like you could tell the husbands actually enjoy doing this as much as the fans enjoy seeing them so that's always nice to see i agree with that and since you brought up frank i'm curious just to kind of segue into this obviously we see frank is a little emotional this episode you know he feels like what happened to my dolores we had a great dynamic where i was coming in and out of the house we were like a family my girlfriend understood but now you have this new guy in your life and i feel like you're distancing yourself and dolores is not backing down she's like no frank i raised these kids pretty much on my own. Now you've come back into the situation and I love that. But also now we're setting boundaries because I do have a new man in my life. I'm in love and you need to respect my boundaries. But Frank seems to think like, Polly should just understand it's okay that we stay in the same house or visit each other, or just have each other's house keys. And I'm like, Frank, this is not a very conventional relationship for a new man to understand. Not at all. And listen, I love Frank Catania. I think he's great energy for the show. And I love his dynamic with Dolores. But I'm sorry, like, I don't really, I don't resonate with him. I'm not on his side on this at all. Like, I get where he's coming from. But in my opinion, Frank has had it easy with Dolores. I mean, he cheated on her. He was not good to her in that marriage. And, you know, so Dolores still stood by him. She was still, very, as we see, like, she's still been very good to him for so long, well into the kids becoming adults. And now that she finally has a man that is really treating her the way that she deserves, she has every right to distance herself from Frank if that's what her man wants. It's not like Dolores 
course, doesn't still love Frank. It's not that she still isn't friends and all that good stuff, but she's not as close with him given the fact that she's trying to focus on this new relationship. She should have been doing this a long time ago, the second that Frank first cheated on her. But the fact that she waited for the kids to get older, she waited to kind of get into a more mature place in her own life, props to her. Like, Frank, I get where you're coming from, but you've had it so easy, my friend. Like, you got to let her go and enjoy this new relationship. I absolutely agree with that. And also, Frank, if you keep knocking on the door, be careful what you wish for, because you might get Patterson Dolores if you keep irritating the hell out of her over this whole, I want our dynamic back. And, you know, one of the things that I loved seeing about Dolores last night is even meeting her in person. She's just so genuine. And you can tell that in her mind, she has like the right mindset of, I just... I want to be respected. I want to be, you know, treated right. I don't care about the glitz and the glam. We have that, but that doesn't carry on for the rest of your life. I want somebody who's going to be there like an anchor. And even when we see Paulie's house and I mean, his house is ridiculous. You see the Rolls Royce in the front yard. She doesn't seem phased. She's just like, no, he's a great man. If he wasn't good to me, I don't care about this stuff. And I'm like, I have so much respect for that because there are so many people out there who would be like, oh, Rolls Royce who? <laughs> no, it's so true. At the end of the day, Dolores is a true Italian. She's a true Jersey girl. And what I mean by that is she's all about her family. She's all about her close friends. Those are the things that matter to her. She sees the way Polly interacts with her kids. She loves that. I think that's one of the reasons she was with David for so long is the fact that her kids and David got along so well. I think that was something that she really loved and she wanted to see like just she wanted to be with someone who respected her kids so much. Like she's just a hardcore Italian selfless mother. And we love those types of people, but they deserve at some point to say, you know what? I've gone through so much in my life. I just want to like be taken care of. I want somebody to look out for me. And we saw her being defensive about that at first when she was with David, like the other woman would be like, Dolores, why aren't you like going for better? Like you deserve so much better. And she would be like, I don't need that. Like I'm good. But now seeing that she's with Polly and she's admitting like, I really like this. I really like having somebody take care of me. It's like she never really put herself first and she's finally doing that. And I think we as an audience are just like rooting for her and applauding it because she deserves it. I agree. I agree. Well said, Ricky. Now, speaking of putting themselves first, we had Teresa Judice, who it's like hell has frozen over. And we have the Italian woman who has always said, we don't talk about our feelings. We flip tables. We do other things. We don't talk about our emotions. I don't know what, what is that? And now Louie has convinced her to go to therapy. So she's been in therapy for about six months. And it seems like she's really enjoying the process of being able to communicate with someone, knowing that it stays in the room. Nobody's going to weaponize whatever she says against her. And she just gets to get it off of her chest with someone who doesn't have a dog in the fight. Were you shocked that Teresa started therapy? Not at all. To be honest with you, I think it was a long time coming. I think after everything that she's gone through and now that she's really in a rough, rough spot with her only brother, with her only family, and she's trying to start this new chapter with Louie. And, you know, I love Teresa. I think everybody does. Like, how can mm -hmm. you not love this woman? And I think that she is being the bigger person by saying, I know I can work on myself. And we've kind of been seeing it for a while, right? Like, she would start meditating. She would do some yoga. Like, she's been trying to work on herself for a while. And I think 
think the fact that now she's finally doing therapy, thanks to Louie guiding her. But I also think she really wanted to do it for herself. At the end of the day, Teresa is always a work in progress. She always wants to be the best version of herself, not only for herself, but for her daughters. Like she wants to be a very good example for them. And I think the fact that she is working on herself and she's doing everything she can, you know, she's been, I mean, my goodness, she has been through so much and she has showed it all. And I think now that she is starting this new chapter with Louie, she just wants everything to be peaceful. She just wants everything to be good. She said it at BravoCon, you know, when people are asking her about her dynamic with her brother and all the drama, like she just says, I just want peace. So if Joe and Melissa want to do their own thing, I'm not going to chase after them anymore. I just want to worry about myself. It's kind of similar to Dolores in a way, right? We're seeing these women just take ownership of where they're at and they just want to be better versions of themselves. I honestly, you hit the nail on the head with that. And with Teresa, I feel bad because you see that she's like, I just want the harmony. I want to be in this relationship. I'm finally in a place where I'm happy. And I just want to celebrate life after everything that I've been through. I'm putting it behind me. And I feel like her daughters, because they've been through all of it too, right? I feel like they're pretty good judges of character. And they're celebrating Louis. They like Louis. They like his sons. Um, I love seeing Melania with his other son or one of his sons. I, I just think it's great the way that they were able to blend this family. But then in this episode, we had Melissa Gorga and she made a statement saying that while Louis is charming, he's also, I believe she said manipulative. Right. What were your thoughts? Oh, you know what? I'm honest. There, not only that, but there was a part, what was it like during the show where we saw, they played a little montage of the fact that Antonia didn't go to Melania's Sweet 16, even though Melania went to Antonia's Sweet 16. And like, as we continue to unravel this relationship between the Gorgas and Teresa and Louie, it just breaks my heart. Because no matter what you think or what you say, Teresa and Joe are the only family that they have. And the fact that this has been years and years of them going back and forth and back and forth. And we're just seeing these little comments coming out in these confessionals of Melissa saying like, I know the the, the girls have a hate in their heart for us and saying that I'm Louie is manipulative. It's like, I mean, I understand that they're hurt on both sides, but at the same time, do we really think like comments like these are going to help us? Like we know now that Teresa is finally watching the show. So I'm sure by her seeing these comments, like it's just going to continue that divide. And that just makes me so sad. I think the biggest thing that makes me sad is just seeing that these cousins aren't hanging out, that they're very distant. I don't know about you, Adam, but you could see it at that ballpark. You could tell these cousins hadn't seen each other in a long time. And they almost didn't even know how to like act around each other. And like, that's heartbreaking. Like they're around the same age. Like they should be able to at least be cordial and know what's going on in each other's lives, despite the parents not getting along. Like, what do you think? You know, I, I think that this does, it affects the family. And even, I always say this to um, our community on here who's watching when we do our recaps. And I talk about this because we have to remember we're seeing such a condensed edited version um, in these episodes. It's not like we get to see everything and we forget even like these little tidbits like Melissa and her interviews. We have to remember at home, I'm sure Melissa and Joe talk about these issues in front of their kids. I'm sure at home for Teresa and Louie, they talk about these issues in front of their kids and they hear everything. And then these kids grew up on reality TV. They now have phones. They're on social media. They see all of the headlines. It's just an odd position to be in. It's like not a normal way for a child to kind of grow up. But then again, what is normal these days? I have no idea. And 
this kind of segueing into it, also this episode broke my heart for Olivia. And it made me so sad. I wanted to pick your brain on this a little bit because we know that Jennifer Aiden and Margaret Josephs have had this feud for forever, right? Jennifer Aiden's like, you know, you cheated on your husband and you wrote about it in a book and (laughs) wow. And then she came out and said, you know, maybe that triggered me because Bill had an affair. And Margaret's like, okay, you went after me. You came after me, came after me. And finally, I dropped a bomb on you. I said this to uh, my husband yesterday. I was like, it kind of gave me Candace Diller Bassett because Candace always says on Potomac, if you're going to come after me, you can't tell me what level I come back at you. And Margaret just started last season and she's like, your husband had an affair. And now I'm watching it and I'm like, Jennifer Aiden, you did, you pushed her and you pushed her and you guys went back and forth and you can't tell her how to come back. But now that I see how she's dealing with it and how her daughter's dealing with it and how her daughter wanted to be a Broadway star. But now she's like, I just want to be a love therapist. I'm like, this breaks my heart for this poor little girl. Oh my gosh, I'm right there with you. Or how about when Jennifer said Olivia found out about the affair through TikTok? TikTok. I was, I, I thought she had told them. I, and I know she said that uh, Bill talked to her older, her older son about it and she told her older daughter about it. But I was under the impression that Jennifer had told the kids about it all at once. So when she said that Olivia found out about the affair through TikTok, like that really broke my heart because that just goes to show that this is like you were talking about earlier. This is real people here. These are real people. These are real kids that are going through everyday life, just like we are. And just because they're on a reality show doesn't mean they don't have the same feelings. They're not dealing with the same things. If anything, it's just elevated because everybody's watching them. Everyone's talking about them and seeing that Olivia clearly is taking it hard. And whenever they get into an argument, Olivia says like, please, kiss like please make up you love each other like that really does break my heart and you know when it comes to margaret and jennifer like i really go back and forth on it because i completely agree with you that margaret and jennifer have gone back and forth forever and they both have taken low blows but i don't know there's something about margaret bringing up the affair like the way she did it just stings like i just feel like like yes Mar- Jennifer would come after Margaret for cheating. But here's the thing. Margaret would talk about it. She would own the fact that she's cheated in the past and sometimes would joke and brag about it. So I feel like Jennifer kind of attacking her for it was warranted, given the fact that Margaret was so open about it as it was. Jennifer never brought up Bill's affair. She never wanted it on the show. So the fact that Margaret went solo to bring it up, it's a tough thing because I know they're housewives. It's very obvious they really don't get along. So I get that they're just being passionate and speaking in the moment. But I think there's times when we as people need to think about like our choices and know, especially if there are young kids involved who could be you know, affected by certain things getting out there in the world, we need to be careful with what we say. Like No matter how Jennifer and Margaret feel, Olivia doesn't deserve to now have to deal with this and like literally change her profession as a young person because of what's going on in her family, you know? Right. Our words have ramifications. Interesting last night watching, because since we're talking about Margaret and Jennifer, I really wanted to applaud Jen Fessler when she showed up to be there for Margaret after her surgery. And she's like, listen, as a friend, I don't know that Margaret. That was like a 16 year old child screaming, like who were Margaret? what are you doing? Margaret's like, no, 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 no. Hold on, Jen Fessler. Margaret's like, I still know I'm on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm in the housewife position. You're in the friend position. Let me just tell you, this is how we do things. And 
Jen Fessler's like looking at it from just real life. You can tell that she's not fully in the reality TV ratings of it all yet. And she's like, this is not who you are when the cameras are not rolling. I've never seen this side of you. What are you doing? And I seriously applaud that is a friend. A friend is not somebody, and I agreed with Danielle. She's like, a friend is not somebody who says, oh, be careful with her because she makes a better friend than she does an enemy. That's not probably a good friend. But a good friend would say, hey, Ricky, you were ridiculous last night. I've never seen that side of you. Why are you letting people take you out of character? Totally. I completely agree. And props to the producers for bringing on real friends of these women, because there's nothing I hate more when I watch these shows. And you can tell these women are not friends. They don't know who they are. They try and be in they're like the, the show tries to introduce them as someone's friend, but they're not friends. Like, it's so obvious. They were just like cast for the show. So I'm so happy that Jersey's actually bringing on like legit friends. Like these women actually have history with each other because it makes it more real. Like who else was going to sit Margaret down and say, yo, the way you are acting is not the person I know you normally to be. Like, I don't think there's really anybody else on the cast that could really do that because anybody else on this cast has seen Margaret scream at Jennifer like that in years prior, but Jen Fessler obviously hasn't. So I think it's great that she does have a friend like that. And yeah, let me tell you, Adam, I have been in those situations where I've had a good Judy of mine tell me yo the way you're acting is not cute like tone it down and i know for me i'm kind of the same way i get a little sensitive at times and i'm like let me have my moment like i gotta say this i gotta let this off my chest but you're 100 right a good friend will put you in check and say listen like you're not being cute like i get you're feeling some type of way but we need to come together here because nobody's hearing each other and we're never going to be able to resolve the conflict <laughs> no i had a bunch of those good friends and then when they come forward i'm like block no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> Blog, delete, get out of my life. <laughs> yeah, just goodbye. No, I'm just playing. Now, getting back to it, we have our newbies. And I'm loving this because for the first time ever in Jersey history, we always heard it's the Teresa show. The show would never survive without Teresa. This is the first time seeing this new generation come in. And I love that they brought in Danielle and Rachel at the same time because they're similar in age. It's the first time I felt like, oh, okay, give us a few seasons. We, I, I mean, we know that Teresa said that she would want to move to the West Coast eventually when her youngest ends up going to college. We could actually have a show potentially in the future if Teresa decided to either walk away or join another franchise. And I think that's amazing. Totally. I'm so curious to see how Jersey's going to evolve because we did have that core cast of, you know, those six for a long time before uh, Danielle and Rachel came onto the scene and Jen Fessler. We had like those six for a long time. So I'm excited to see that Jersey has taken it upon itself to really freshen it up. I feel like the fans were really ready for it. They were kind of asking for it in a lot of ways. It felt like it was a lot of the same that was going on that last season. So I'm very excited about it. But honestly, Adam, I get what you're saying, but I cannot imagine New Jersey without Teresa. Like she is the OG. Like besides what her and Kyle Richards, they're the only two like long standing OGs besides the Potomac OGs, of course. And so I just cannot imagine New Jersey without Teresa. I mean, I'm sure maybe that day will come at some point, but like, I don't know. I just cannot imagine that table flipping icon being off of our screens. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I agree with you. I, I think that that would be hard to imagine, but I think, first of all, she's not going anywhere unless she wants to. They would never get rid of Teresa. Actually, Teresa at one point said, Listen, Gorgas, your gravy train is over. And then Melissa recently said in an interview, she's like, is it possible that Bravo could come to us and say, hey, sorry, you got to go because Teresa wants us gone and they would pick Teresa's side? Yeah, it's possible that could happen. Do you think 
Teresa, two questions. Would ever give that ultimatum? And then question number two, do you think Bravo would take her up on it? I personally don't think Teresa is the type to give an ultimatum. She doesn't give me that diva type vibe that I think other housewives would. She, I think it's very much just, she knows her role as a housewife. She knows it's just her job to put her life on TV. She does it flawlessly and she goes with the flow. I think, I mean, the fact that so many times she says, bring Caroline Manzo back. I don't care. She hates that woman. Like she would never want Caroline Manzo back. But she says like, listen, if Bravo decides to bring her back, if the producers decide to bring her back, that's not up to me and i love when a housewife knows they're not a producer okay literally their only job is to put their life on tv and bravo and the production companies make it a tv show they don't so i don't think Teresa would ever really go to bravo and say get them off my tv or i don't want to be on tv with this person anymore because at the end of the day she really doesn't have that say so i don't think she would do that um, but even if she were to, I don't know if, I don't think Bravo would listen to her, honestly, like Bravo and the production companies know what good TV is and whether you like them or not, we are invested in Teresa and Melissa's dynamic. We are invested in Teresa and Joe Gorga's dynamic. And I personally think like Melissa and Joe, I don't think they would ever leave the show. In my opinion, I think they like being on TV too much. I think it's a little obvious if you ask me that Joe loves being on TV. And so I don't think they would leave. I I think they would only leave if things got like crazy toxic. And I think one of the reasons they might leave is if, hello, producers, I've been giving you your flowers this entire time, but why are we not bringing up Joe Gorga's controversy with his flips that proven that were not true, like his shady business? Like, why are we okay with bringing up Bill's affair, but we're not bringing up Joe's shady business? Like, in my opinion, like, it is reality TV. We need to bring these things up. And I think like Melissa and Joe wouldn't leave the show unless something as serious as like business or their marriage or something like that were to come to the forefront. Like, what do you think? Well, it's interesting that you said that because it just reminded me that last night, Melissa kind of said in her confessional, the reason that Teresa wanted to make peace with Margaret was probably because Louie was telling her, hey, listen, like you need to make peace with her because everyone in Jersey looks at Margaret like a vault. She has all the secrets and you don't want to get on her bad side because you don't want the vault to open. So she almost alluded to the fact that Margaret might have some stuff on Louie and Teresa or maybe more specifically Louie and they don't want that to get out there. Um, Maybe if that's the case, Margaret could have stuff on everybody, including the Gorgas too. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of there. I personally think like, listen, as we as the viewers, we love the show. We love the show that these lady ladies present to us. But at the end of the day, these women know what they're doing, especially these women who have been on the show for a while now. Like they know how to put a story out there. They know how to talk about a storyline like they know what they're doing. I think there's a reason that we haven't really been circling back to Jackie's rumor with Evan. I think there's still a lot more to that that we don't know. If you ask me, I think that was shut down for a lot of reasons and i think that's it, like they're learning their lesson they're learning their lesson about certain things getting out there and the ramifications and i think that's why they're being careful about what they say we even saw it at the beginning of the season remember when um danielle went over to jennifer aiden's house and jen was on facetime with Teresa, and danielle was like so that friend of margaret laura like what else did she talk about 
and Teresa and Jennifer were silent. Like, it's very obvious these women know what they're doing. They know how to bring a story to the show. Like, they're not dumb. Like, they know they're reality TV stars. Like, come on now. So I think it's very obvious that certain people know what's going on and they're being careful about what they talk about. I feel like you're kind of a segue king over here because you keep on bringing up the topics that I want to go into and I'm living for it. When you brought up Jackie just now, I'm thinking about it in every moment and I feel so bad because I really like Jackie. uh, Jackie. I love Evan. I know Evan is right up there with one of the hottest house husbands and people applaud the heck out of him. When it comes to Jackie, every scene that I see her in so far this season, it's just like she has a hard on for Danielle. It's like, she's looking at her like, you were my replacement. I think that you dress tacky. I feel like you're like a Jersey short, you know, snooky. I think you're thirsty for attention. I don't believe your story about your brother. I'm like, did she hook up with your husband? Like what happened? What did she do? I'm, I'm so confused. Adam, I am right there with you, my friend. It is not a cute look. And I don't know if it's the edits. Like, I'm sure since she is in a friend role, we're obviously not seeing a lot of Jackie because she is just a friend this season. So the producers are only airing certain things that she's saying that are really worth airing. And obviously the things that they're only find interesting right now with Jackie in her friend role is the fact that she's coming for Danielle so hard. Now, I'm dying to get your thoughts on this, Adam, because I go back and forth on it. So, okay, Jackie was on the season for a while. I really loved that she was so open with us about her eating disorder. I'm sending her all the best when it comes to that, because that is such a, not only a tough thing to live through, but it's even harder thing to talk about on TV. So the fact that she did that, like props to her for that. But I just, I'm having a hard time with Jackie. I'm not going to lie to you because she did an interview with my favorite girls at Housewives Nightcap not too long ago saying that, you know, yeah, I was demoted to a friend or whatever, but I'm going to be in every episode. I'm going to be thick in the drama, like blah, blah, blah. Then when they announced the cast and announced her as a friend, she said because of her eating disorder, she wanted to take a step back. Mm -hmm. So what is it? Are you in every episode? Are you in the drama? Are you doing it? Or are you taking a step back for your health? In my opinion, it's not making sense. And then seeing you come so hard for Danielle, I've never seen her come so hard for a housewife before in the past seasons. I know she's like gone into it with Teresa. She's gone into it with Jennifer in the past, but like, I don't understand why she's coming for Danielle. Like the second she met her, like she was coming after her. So this is just not a cute look for Jackie. And I like her. I think she's a great girl, but this isn't a cute look for her right now. No. And you're right. When she first started off, it was, okay, well, we don't know if I'm a friend of yet. And it was Frank Catania who broke this. Right. And then after that, we had her saying, okay, I'm a friend of, but it doesn't matter to me. I'm filming every scene. Then we heard it was because she needed to take a step back because of her eating disorder, which we totally respected. And then after that, she said it was like a punch to the gut when she found out that she was a friend. So this is an ever-changing story. And the problem is when you start changing your stories and then we start seeing it play out on TV and we see the way that you're treating this new woman, instead of embracing her coming onto the show, being like, this is going to be an amazing, you know, part of your life. This is life changing. You get to put yourself out there in front of so many people, just like Dolores, you can do philanthropy, like Dolores's softball game charities and raise so much money. There's a a celebrity that comes with it. So congratulations. Welcome to the group. That's not how she treated it. And now after she changed her story so many times, it almost comes off a little bitter. And I hate to say that, but that's how it's reading through to the fans. Just hashtag R-H-O-N-J, Jackie. It's not me. 
<laughs> no, it's 100% true. I think we're very we're being very honest about the way she's being portrayed because I agree with you. Something is telling me that the producers and her had a conversation and th- this I'm no expert. This is just Ricky as a fan speculating, but something tells me that the producers approached her because like you said when Frank came out and said, "Yep, it looks like she's going to be his uh, friend." They were just starting to film. Like it was very obvious from the jump that the producers wanted Jackie to be a friend this season. I think they had like made up her made up their mind about that. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe a producer or two told Jackie, listen, like if you give us a good performance, if we find you riveting enough, you can still hold that full time position. So it doesn't surprise me then. Okay, second new girl walks into the scene. I'm coming after her. I'm going to create a storyline like that's really what it's giving. And it makes me feel bad because I feel like Jackie has just been so honest and just very true to herself. Up until this point, I feel like this season, we're just seeing her try so hard. And I really do feel like it's because she didn't want to lose the full-time spot. And that's just sad to me because I just don't think you should ever try and like push so hard for a storyline or to be on TV. Like, it's just not a good look. You know, I, I think we're all reading that if you ask me. I Listen, uh, Teddy Mellencamp tried the same thing. She tried to be honest and live her most authentic life, and we see where that landed her. Now she has a podcast. It's number one right up there, so good for Teddy. But yes, sometimes being the most authentic and most honest, it doesn't necessarily um, give you the longevity that you might be looking for. I know, Ricky, though, that you are so busy, and I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, before we let you go, Two more questions. Please. I don't have anywhere to be for another 20 minutes, so I'm all yours, Adam. <laughs> all right. We have, actually, we have an awesome interview with uh, Dolores and Polly right after this. So I, you're getting me my Jersey mode. I'm living for this. So now we have our newbies, and there's three, two housewives, one friend. We have Rachel, we have Danielle, and we have Jen. So far, who's coming in as your favorite newbie? Ooh, I think I'd have to say Danielle. But to be honest with you, I like them all. And I like them all for different reasons. I think Danielle is coming on so strong. She is very true to herself. I think this storyline of her with her brother, I think there's a lot more to that that we're going to get into because I kind of shared the same confusion with everybody else. Like this was all over just Instagram. Like I can't imagine like the whole family had a falling out over Danielle just posting some funny videos to Instagram. Like that sounds kind of crazy. So I'm very excited to get to know her. I love her energy. I love her daughter's energy. I think she's a little Olivia in the making with how, you know, bolsterous she is and so fun. Um, So I love her. I think Rachel's great. I love that Rachel stays very true to herself. I like that she's so young. I think she kind of brings a little freshness to the show, which is exciting. I love that she's been very open about her um, journey of having a miscarriage and how she is very thankful to be a mother and all that. I think that's great. And then you got to have a little comedic relief. And that's what Jen Fessler has been giving us so far. So I love them all. Like they're doing what they need to do, if you ask me. I agree. I think I love them all for different reasons. I think Danielle is an iconic housewife in the making. I don't think she's going anywhere, but I have a conspiracy theory for you. Ooh. Okay. We have her talking about her riff with her brother. She didn't get to go to the wedding. He was annoyed with her Instagram. We're hearing about it. We're hearing about it just enough. Do you think, because she's been on reality TV before, that this could be almost a new Teresa Joe feud in the making, and we might eventually introduce the brother and the wife, and this could all be just a plot to get her brother on the show, and then boom, Danielle is the younger Teresa. Now we have a new family dynamic, and it's like we're invested in the family fighting, which is really sick, and I'm sorry, we're the viewers, and it's sick. We're sick. But 
for watching. <laughs> we are so sick. I agree. Listen, I, I don't think that's a far-fetched conspiracy theory. I would not be surprised to hear that at all. And I'll add to your conspiracy theory, okay? Teresa and Danielle are friends. So listen, everybody, let's just talk logistics here. You don't mean to tell me when the producers went to Danielle and they're talking to her about joining the show, you don't think Teresa and Danielle hopped on the phone or went to a dinner and explored things that Danielle could bring to the show and they didn't talk about, well, you did, you kind of have this rift right now with your brother. People, it's so obvious what's going on here. Like Danielle knew what she was doing by bringing this to the show and the fact that this ties in so well with the whole Teresa, Melissa Joe drama, the stories are very parallel. Like it ties in so well. So I definitely think there's going to be more to that story. And I'm glad to see that the viewers are embracing Danielle as well as they are. I think she has a lot to bring, even though Jackie is really trying her so hard this season. I am excited to see where that feud might go because I wouldn't come for Danielle. Like I think she'll have someone, something to say. And I think she, uh, she could put people in check pretty easily. I love too that every scene that we see her when she hears somebody, she's like, she hears everything. She's like, I heard my name. I heard, I don't like hearing my name and people talking about me when I'm not in the conversation. Excuse me. Hold on. Let me put my, hold my drink real quick. Why are you, what are you saying? Yep. Say it to me. And I'm like, wow, you're not afraid of the conflict. You don't care. And she's not awkwardly not afraid of the conflict. Like she's like looking around and I know I have to get in this. She's just like, you said my name. I don't care that these cameras are here. Why'd you say it? And I'm like, oh, exactly. it's reading through. And you're that's landing what- the plane. Totally. And that's another reason I'm like, Jackie girl, like if you're going to be hanging with Margaret and you're going to be talking all this smack, you better just go up to Danielle and say something because all you've been doing is talking about her behind her back and Danielle's been the one to catch it and confront you. So Jackie, if you're going to come out hard and you're going to try and create a feud with a housewife, like do it, like really go for it, commit to it, commit to the storyline here. Like don't do all this shady stuff behind her back because Danielle obviously is hearing it and she doesn't have time for it. (laughs) 100%. Now, after seeing the preview for next week's episode, what do you think? We we have spoilers. We know that we're getting the wedding. We know they get married. We know that Joe and Louie get into it at the finale. We know that Polly and Frank eventually, you know, form this relationship, which is great. I love that for them. What are you looking forward to most? Like, what gets your chops wet when it comes to New Jersey? I love Jennifer Aiden. I seriously do. I think she is an iconic housewife, if you ask me. Her reads, her shade calling Margaret an albino with a wig in this last episode, actually, Adam, had me on the floor. I was laughing (laughs) so hard. Like, And she is a real housewife. She is very real that she smokes weed and she doesn't care. Love that. She's being honest by taking Bill to therapy with her and they're talking about their marriage. She's talking about her kids. She is the epitome of what a real housewife should be, if you ask me. So give me more Jennifer Aiden. I think she is fantastic. I think she is so needed for the show. And I'm excited to see what else goes on with her and Margaret, what else goes on with her and her marriage, like everything. I'm so excited for that. And honestly, of course, we do know, we've heard the rumblings as to what really was the straw that broke the camel's back when it comes to Margaret and, um, not Margaret, sorry, Melissa and Teresa and Joe with the rumors about their marriage and everything. So I'm excited to see that finally play out because we've all been wondering exactly how that all went down. So that's what I'm really most looking forward to. But to be honest with you, this show is fantastic. I know we have our hot takes about these women and sometimes we don't agree with what they're doing. But at the end of the day, I'm applauding them and I'm applauding the producers because because they give us riveting TV every season, 
every week. I'm kind of a New Jersey stan. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a little biased here. I think they're just great women for this show. So keep it up, ladies. All right. Ricky Cornish has spoken. Yeah. We're going to keep watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And of course, we know again, guys, tonight we have Vanderpump Rules and everyone is on standby to see the not edited or re-edited edit of this episode <laughs> that leads us to the scan evolve. So, I mean, I'm sure, Ricky, this obviously has been blowing up your phone because everybody has been talking about this. But thank you so much for joining me. This has been an absolute blast. We have to steal you back. I can already tell that the live chat loves you and we love your work. If they don't know, if they're not familiar, will you please let everybody know because we have almost 500 in the room where we can find you. Please, you can follow me on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Ricky Cornish. I'm the same across all platforms. And let me say, Adam, before we go, you are fantastic. I have seriously enjoyed the way you have conducted this. You are so perfect for this type of position and you have been making this conversation easy and fun and I'm excited to see what else is in store for you. And I also can't wait to see this interview with Dolores that you're about to do after this. That's going to be a really fun interview. Ricky, I the energy, I'm here for it. And you were talking about how you were, I told you, I saw you at BravoCon last year, didn't come up and say hi. You were talking to so many different people. This year, we'll have to change that. We'll meet in person. Please, yes, let's manifest it now. And anytime you want me back, I would love to do this again. You know, I'm always here for some Bravo tea. So call me anytime. You got my number. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Ricky. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Have a good one. All right. You too. All right, guys, that was Ricky Cornish. Wow, what an infectious energy and an amazing recap. We love this guy and we will definitely be bringing him back. If you guys haven't, make sure you go ahead and smash that like button. Like the banner says below, our second channel, Up and Adam 2, where you get the after parties, the morning meetings, and the behind the scenes. Yes, well, tonight we have a Vanderpump Rules after party at 10 p.m. And Jason is making a Scandaval spritz for you guys. He's shady as hell. And then, of course, tomorrow we're joined by Amanda Hirsch, not skinny, but not fat, for our Vanderpump Rules recap at 2 p.m. Eastern right here on Up and Atom. We love you guys so much, and we will see you so very soon. Bye, guys. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.